Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Regarding ID podcast. I'm Gina Jordan. Mobile IDs are a hot topic, and in our first installment of this series, we learned why they're so appealing to both government agencies and citizens. But like other identification technologies, mobile IDs have privacy and security implications, and they're not without their critics. Today, we're talking about what mobile IDs can do to safeguard a user's privacy and security. How can governments issue mobile IDs in a manner that protects or even enhances an individual's right to privacy and security? Steve Warren has some ideas. He's Director of Solutions Marketing for HID Global in their government ID business. Well, I think that there are a number of concerns. Probably the first one you hear is, well, if, if I have this app on my phone, am I going to be tracked by someone? So does that mean if it's in my pocket, can someone unknown somewhere be following my, my movements? So we, we hear that one quite a bit. We also hear, can people read my document? So similar to the sort of fears that came around with electronic passports is if someone sat close to me, can they scan my document that's on the phone and get to know my address or any other personal information that, that happens to be uh, held on that uh, credential. I think also things like uh, when my mobile driver's license is used, what's going to happen to that data? So if I give that data to someone else, can they keep it to start with? So is it something that they retain? And then secondly, is it being pumped somewhere else? So is there a you know, is big brother somewhere taking my uh, information and, and using it for whatever means? There's always the issue of handing the phone over to someone, say a police officer who's about to give you a speeding ticket. There are a number of problems with handing the phone over anyway. The first of which is very practical. And if you hand your phone over to the officer and he drops it, whose responsibility is it? Who pays for the new screen or the new phone? Then privacy, what does the person have access to, the, the officer or whoever is requesting your, your information? I mean, I think that's one of the reasons that our philosophy is that the phone never leaves the hand of the citizen, because then at least you've got some comfort in what you're sharing and you have control of your own destiny by having the phone in in your hand. The phone actually becomes a privacy-enhancing opportunity if the citizen can keep it in hand during an identification scenario. Bluetooth, also known as BLE, could be used for a potentially safer experience for both sides involved in a traffic stop. If you're using Bluetooth, then you can verify at a distance. And I think in the traffic stop scenario, that can increase the confidence and the actual experience of the traffic stop on both sides. So firstly, the police officer can check who's in the car without approaching the car. And therefore, he knows whether he needs to be sort of on his guard. Is is this someone who's known to the police or just some guy who happened to have uh, gone over the speed limit, unfortunately. So that builds confidence on the the officer's side. But on on the citizen's side, also, we're exchanging the information that that, that this is a real police officer. So you imagine a stop at night where all you can see behind you are are lights and maybe a siren. You probably don't know 100% that that's a police officer behind you. So in the process that we have of sharing information over BLE, we actually get to see that this is Officer Smith who would like to see your uh, your information. In terms of privacy, of course, as we hinted earlier, that by not needing to hand over the phone, 
then you can be sure that that police officer doesn't have access to your emails, your browsing history, your text messages, uh, and anything else that you, you might happen to do on, on your phone. So you're sure that all your personal data is protected in that way. And I think also the way that we protect that BLE channel means that the information is in, encrypted and there's a, an exchange of, of keys between the reading device and the citizen device, which secures the information as it passes over BLE. So you can be confident that you're not going to be hacked over that BLE channel, no man in the middle attack or anything like that. So the process is very straightforward and extremely secure. As I mentioned before, the sort of level of security is similar to that that we use for electronic passport, uh, similar encryption. With a physical document, you're limited to -to face-to-face interactions. But with a mobile ID, the door is open to using it to secure online and over-the-phone interactions as well. For example, I might be asked to provide a unique passcode that was generated on my app in order to prove my identity over the phone. So that could be over a phone call if you're phoning a government agency, for example. You might want to be able to share your identity to prove who you are. You can think of all these cases where you phone in and uh, you've got a password that you have to remember and what was your mother's favourite dog and all these sorts of things that you have to answer, security questions, even phoning people like your telephone supplier. And being able to use your mobile identity to prove who you are in those situations we thought was important. Another privacy-enhancing feature involves the way mobile IDs are updated and renewed. If I can renew through a secure channel and avoid physical visits to re-verify my identity through old paper breeder documents, there seems to be both a positive privacy and convenience angle. For our physical documents, usually at some point you have to go into a government office to uh, enroll, renew, or perhaps even if, if it's going to be revoked, you have to take it in and have it revoked in person. So... With the advent of mobile technology, one thing that's possible is that um, you could enrol or renew remotely. So using the the sort of selfie technology or even fingerprint, you, you could build in a lot of security to a, a remote enrolment, which means that the citizen could potentially do that from the comfort of their own sofa. And, and this is something that's already happening out there. Uh, the island passport card was one of the first secure documents that you could apply for using your mobile phone. Certainly the user experience for the citizen in getting their mobile document can be enhanced significantly. Part of the privacy issue involves knowing who the user's information is being shared with. The user should be able to verify the other user straight from their phone. And the user will want to know how much information is being shared and have the option to limit the personal data they share. If you take, for example, someone going into a nightclub, They only want to be able to prove that they are of the right age to get into that nightclub. They don't particularly want to give the guy who's on the door their address. The sort of level of security that we're able to impart to a mobile ID is similar, if not more sophisticated, than that of an electronic passport. So what we're able to do there is to to encrypt the information and sign it in a way that only a verified reader is able to get that information. So in a way, we are adding extra levels of security to a document. And if you want to look at it in a simple way, imagine now if you drop your driver's license or ID card on the street, someone can pick that up and read it quite easily. 
Now, if it's on your phone, you've probably got a pin to get into the phone and you may have other levels of protection to protect your information there. So if you leave your phone behind somewhere, people are not straight away going to get to your identity document. So that's something that people should bear in mind. The levels of security and privacy are actually improved over that of a physical document. And from the verifier side, this also means that we can make authenticating the document much easier. Often with a physical document, you rely on some sophisticated security features to prove that this is a real security document. If someone's using that for just age verification, they're probably not in the industry of reading security documents and and all their secure features. So they're not sure what they're seeing in front of them is is a genuine document or not. With an electronic ID or or a mobile ID, we can make that verification process much simpler and much more consistent. Warren feels confident that the state's testing mobile driver's license solutions right now seem to recognize the importance of building privacy into the core of the program. And he says this should only continue to grow as programs mature. Finally, Warren leaves us with his top ways that a mobile ID can actually enhance privacy. I would say the first thing is only share the information that you need to share or want to share. Secondly, know who it is that you're sharing your data with. So make sure that your mobile driver's license is displaying who you're sharing that data with. It should be voluntary. You should be asked to share your data before anything leaves your mobile device. And ensure that it's a system which works in an offline mode. And by having an offline mode, it means there's no connectivity to any other databases or any other way that the information can be stored. Finally, I think people should bear in mind that the level of technology now around a mobile device is protecting your data. And you will have a lot more choices with a mobile identity solution as to how you use your data and how you share it and who you share it with compared to a physical document where you only have one option and that's to hand it over. Now that we've given mobile IDs a thorough privacy and security review, our next installment will examine the state of the states for mobile driver's license pilots, which jurisdictions have rolled out projects, and which are planning trials in 2018. Thank you to HID Global's Steve Warren, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Regarding ID podcast. <laughs>